0: Hello and welcome to the podcast for real-life heroines with Susanna Liller. Join us bi-weekly as alongside of you, we work toward answering the call, knowing that stepping into our destiny always involves going into the unknown and exploring new landscapes. This show talks about those new landscapes, what it took to get there, and the real challenges that take place for most of us along the journey. Heroines don't stay in their comfort zone, they follow their inner guidance to grow and evolve. From the School for Real-Life Heroines, your host, Susanna Liller.
1: Super. Hi everyone, welcome. Welcome to my podcast for Real-Life Heroines, where I get... best job ever to interview women on their heroine's journey about how they might have accepted a call well all of them have accepted a call to do something that takes them out of their ordinary life and usually expands them stretches them into something bigger and today my guest is amanda painter welcome amanda hi susanna thank you for having me oh it's so great To have you here and let me read about amanda let me read the bio for all of you because amanda you have to make sure that i remember that i ask you as an astrologer to talk a little bit about this year before we end because yesterday when i was talking with you i got so involved in your story because i love your story that i forgot to talk about it so don't let me forget okay Okay, so here's who you are. And I'm reading the whole thing because I love the whole thing. So you're going to all Thanks. the details. Amanda Painter is an astrologer, healer, actor, editor, and writer currently living in Saco, Maine. She has over a decade of experience writing about astrology for a global online audience, and of exploring various forms of somatic work, breath work, energy healing, with her own spiritual counselor and mentor, Elise Elisa Novick. Amanda has been practicing the technique she uses to guide the spiritual inquiry sessions that she offers and to connect with old soul lover level trees. And... um. Just as an aside, <laughs> I got so interested in this talking with Amanda that I booked a session, one of these spiritual um, counselor counseling sessions with her. So I can't wait to do that with you, Amanda.
2: Sure to it,
1: yeah. And so Amanda holds a BA in English and theater from Clark University and an MA in literature from Boston University, which inform her ability to see the narrative told by the planetary players in an astrology chart. And I guess I also, as an aside, one of the first things that drew me to Amanda was her writing, how she writes about it. So, and to tease out the themes of a client's experience. When not working, Amanda loves to travel, swim, dance, garden, hike, perform live theater. And I think you just got some sort of a gig, right? Yes, I, I just booked
2: a local commercial, which is always fun.
1: Great. Are you allowed to tell us what it, it's about?
2: I mean, it's it's a, a upscale uh, like kitchen and bathroom fixture company. Nice.
1: Okay. <laughs> right. um, and capture incredible light. This is what she also does in photographs. So, thank you. What a what a rich life. What a full bio. But we're going to talk, as you know, this is what this show is about, Amanda's heroine's journey. And she and I talked about, well, where do you begin? Because you could begin back when you're in kindergarten or, but we thought, and you can change this at any time, Amanda, we thought we would begin where you were working for this global astrology company and beginning to feel like mm, this isn't, and then you begin to have conversations with someone in a local sandwich shop. So can you say more about that?
2: Yeah, so I was working
1: uh, for 10 years
2: uh, for this particular online astrology website. Um, it's something I'd gotten into just by reading this person's horoscopes that had very much helped me in a difficult time of my life and struck up a conversation. and in making a friendship with this person he said you really should be doing more with your talents and your intelligence and invite me to work for his company and so i learned astrology on the job and learned writing about astrology on the job very organic sort of process um
1: but a little <clears throat> <excuse me, clears throat> friday this morning you want to get a yeah. drink of water i've got mine right here <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i'll do it too <clears throat>
2: So it, it had always been an interesting job and at times wonderful and at times very difficult. Um, but during the last uh, year or two of this job, I'd noticed the sense that it might be coming to be time to move on. And I'd struck up, as you said, a friendship with this young man about 19, 20 years old in my local market. We just have conversations about life and interesting things. and you'd start asking me questions about, well, how do you know how to do this? Or how do you get more creativity into your life? Or how do you deal with this kind of stress? Or questions along those lines. And and we get deeper and deeper into conversation. And in the process, I started to realize like I was really enjoying being in this role with this person. Um, I think I'd spent a lot of my young adulthood feeling very lost, not sure who I was or what I wanted to do and looking for other people to answer these questions for me. And I hadn't really thought of myself until that point as someone who might have the life experience and some wisdom to offer. Um, you know, I'd been offered at times during my writing for the astrology website to start doing readings. And I'd always shied away from it. And here I was starting to really enjoy and feeling comfortable in this role of some sort of informal counselor, coach, mentor uh, to someone.
1: What I loved is, is you said to me, I realized I have something to say. So there you were with the person who globally had the thing to say, supporting them, and all of a sudden, I have something to say. And I just want to point out to people, and Amanda, you correct me, but I think that's when your call began, that you with this person sort of being so interested in you. And I just want to point that out, that calls aren't always some big, huge dinging bell, but it's here was a conversation in the local market.
2: Yeah, over the course of months, it was very organic. Took me kind of by surprise to realize that I was suddenly in this different dynamic with someone and feeling comfortable in it. and certain things were going on at work that had me wondering how much longer I might stay. And I started to realize that that this kind of work was calling me forward and it, it was getting to be time to probably leave the company. And my partner and I went to, a, a, had a major trip, two week trip to Bali in November of 2019. And I remember coming back from that trip and realizing, oh, this is it. I, I need to leave this place, it's time. Um, and looking at some upcoming astrology in early 2020 and reading some horoscopes that were written by my employer and realizing, yeah, I need to catch this energy wave that's coming up in hmm. early winter 2020, you know, January, February, and eventually, you know, gave my notice and put that into motion. Um, and then, you know, a month later after I left in mid-February, a month later, everything shut down and I just kind of had to surrender to going with the flow.
1: <laughs> right. And so it took time for you to get clarity around i need to leave about how long was that um i mean i don't remember
2: how many months it was building up before the trip i I knew it was percolating that that there's a sense of like i know i'm building toward leaving and Mm -hmm. i knew i felt like i could trust this better because it felt very grounded. It felt very much like a, a kind of subtle draw forward. Whereas in the past I'd had you know, the, the company or my employer would be in some sort of crisis and it would feel very triggery. And I'd think, I can't do this anymore. But then I think, you know, not really, I don't know what to do. And I pull back away from that cliff. And, and this just felt different. It felt much quieter, but also more solid.
1: Yeah.
2: So um, and then it was coming back, like I said, it was coming back from the trip and entering into a certain workplace situation. That I realized oh, I'm done with this. It's time.
1: Not me. As soon as, yeah.
2: we, as soon as we get through this year-ahead project that we do, that company would do at the end of of the year, I said I'm giving my notice, and I think it was like the day of New Year's Eve. I realized I had to talk to my boss and gave him a call and said, and it was very emotional. It was very difficult after ten years of a very complicated work relationship with this person, um, and and just had to make it happen. And and after that, like after everything shut down, after the initial disorientation and depression of having no job and no theater to do because that all shut down in the same week, like in one week, everything I was doing and everybody I knew locally, everything shut down. It was really intense. Um, And I could tell that I was picking up on not just my own sense of depression and disorientation, but I think everybody in my community, was just so palpable. Um, But once that got underway, I, I like I said, I just kind of started to go with the flow, I engaged my spiritual counselor Elisa to take a video class she was offering to learn some of her techniques and I dove into that um, as I mentioned to you when we talked before I actually went a full eight or 10 months during 2020 without even looking at astrology thinking about astrology there a couple of times I checked to see what sign the moon was in when something happened that made me think oh I wonder if the moon's in Aries or whatever That's but I really, yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I mean, after 10 years of totally immersed total in it, and then no, you didn't even want to check in. So again, you know, you were in a transition period, and the pandemic really kind of accentuated that so greatly because everything's shutting down. So you were like out there blowing in the blowing in the wind. But you embraced it because you said you went with the flow,
2: I did yeah. And I'd intended to take give myself a good two or three months after that job to kind of disentangle before jumping into something new. Um, I didn't expect it to end up being as many months as it was, but it really, I think, afforded me the sense of feeling like I was kind of in the same boat with everybody because so many people weren't working. It took away for me a lot of the stigma or the pressure to get something going. Um, You know, I'd done my due diligence and built up my savings for this eventuality, because I'd known for a few years that I was going to want to leave at some point. And my favorite finance advisor said, Well, I'd, I'd feel more comfortable with that if you built up X amount of dollars. I said, Okay. And I got to work doing that. And when a time came, um, there was this odd sense of support, even as the world was reeling from, from the COVID pandemic. Um, and okay. I was able to dive into this new set of studies with my spiritual mentor. And as I said, just allow myself to go with the flow using other tools and trusting my inner voice in a new way rather than checking astrology all the time and that allowed me to to start to kind of untangle what astrology was for me from that job and that person who I'd worked for for 10 years and allow that to kind of dissolve a little bit and release and when I came back to astrology it really was with this newfound interest and curiosity I found myself reading books that I'd been given about astrology that I'd never had any interest in opening I was just like oh god another astrology book that he's given me and all of a sudden I was really really interested and engaged with with that process of, of reading these books and learning in a new way.
1: So you had to make it your own?
2: Yes. really. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even realize I was doing that until I got through a few months of it. And I realized, oh, oh okay, <laughs> that's what I was doing. I needed to step away from it, come to it with fresh eyes and a fresh heart and find my new way into it on my own. Yeah.
1: That is such another good point, because really, you don't even see your journey until you get far down the road and you can look back and i think it was that guy in the market and you know you don't realize it but here's a question that everybody has to run into so what we call the threshold guardians so there you decide to do something and you're doing it and the threshold guardians are all those inner and outer critics that are going you are crazy you need to get a real job did you encounter threshold guardians in this big journey of yours
2: um yeah in this phase of it not too much but i think that's partly because i was really selective now that i think about it i was very selective about who i talked to about what i might be growing and trying to incubate Mm -hmm. Um, even some people who i knew would be supportive i might only say i'm incubating something i'm moving towards something new i don't know when i'll be releasing it fully formed but um yeah, I, I was pretty careful about that. And I think, you know, my mom had some concern about like, oh, you're not working. I said, well, I've got my savings and I'm getting some pandemic assistance. And, you know, my partner had some of the same concerns, but also understood, he understood how intense that job had been and how much I very much needed to release from that in my own way. Um, and mm-hmm. he would remark like, you are so much more relaxed and stressed and, and unstressed and happy, he said, everybody I'm meeting at work, he's a primary care physician, he said, everybody's so anxious and depressed except for these one or two introverts I'll come across who are just like, yeah, I'm having a great time just being, and and that was partly the zone I was in, that that mm-hmm. it was kind of a relief to not have the obligations, even though I missed a lot of the social stuff that I used to do,
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: that I was able to focus on this, and, and I definitely struggled still with some lack of structure in my days um, and that kind of thing, but overall, the, I think the threshold guardians tended to occur more internally. Um, Like when it came to the question of how do I, you know, how do I make the step of like trying this on someone, some of the tools I was learning in my video course that I was taking, um, and asking people, can I, can I try this? Is that, and, you know, wondering like, how do you know when you're ready to launch a business and offer this for money and, um, you know, like traded a little editing time with a coach who, you know, he wasn't overall a good fit for me and I didn't end up being a good fit for him with editing, but we tried each other out and he did at least help me to conceptualize the idea that I get to decide when I'm ready. Right. Um, And that we don't have to necessarily do, you know, a million years of free practice sessions, you know, that you can do a few and start to learn as you go. Um, So that was very helpful
1: yeah did yeah. you ever did you ever like come to the realization oh my gosh i have been doing particularly the astrology for so long of course i can do it but you you can get into a pattern where you're thinking no only he can do it you know and you have to accept that i've been doing it this is what i know yeah i
2: mean it takes some time and i think i still have moments of that because you know, writing a generalized astrology you know, weather forecast for the week is really pretty different from speaking to someone about their life. Right. And that's where a lot of the fear came for me initially and, and in years past was that I can write generally. And as long as I'm very careful about how I phrase things and, you know, offer cautions when they're warranted, but don't get doom and gloom, everybody's going to bring their lives to it. They'll take from it what they need. They'll resonate with it or they won't. Um, the situation of speaking directly with someone about their personal life um, is is precious. And it's an honor and a privilege to be allowed into someone's life in that way. Um, and so I never wanted to take that lightly, but also didn't want to beat up on myself to the point that I never tried it. <laughs> um, so right. yeah, I, I did I did I think like four practice sessions for friends and took some feedback and thought, okay, that's going well, ish well enough, I'm learning. Um, you know you get faster as you go you get more efficient etc mm-hmm. but somewhere along the line i think it must have been november october somewhere in the fall of 2020 um, i remember going hiking with my partner and talking about like how i had i realized that the sort of the vision for what i thought i wanted to do um wasn't just i wanted i want to do astrology that astrology was really just one piece of the puzzle or one tool in the tool kit that i felt like i wanted to offer Um, because I really love, like I said, this work I've been learning to do and offer through Elisa, um, which is uh, fascinating and wonderful. Um, Facets of Barbara Sher's life coaching work. I think she has some wonderful approaches to help people get unstuck and and discover what they wanna do.
0: Um,
2: Things I've learned through voice and breath classes with Kristen Linklater um, that are very somatic based and really about awareness. Um, inner awareness and releasing and allowing your true voice through and your true self through and letting that expression come out. um, And also things I've learned through theater, um, things I've learned through contact improv dance. There are a lot of things that I felt like I want to pull from in hopefully offering ongoing sessions with people. And I realized that I don't, I still don't have that full picture constellated. They're not all gelling yet but I have astrology and I have the spiritual inquiry. And so I decided to start offering those, kind of try to get those wheels on the bus, turning at similar speeds and, and then build from that as things grow. And as I mentioned in fall of 2020, I was hiking with my partner and said, I, you know, how do I, how do I know when to start and how do I launch and when? And, and he said, I think you have to decide when you're going to launch. Like no one's going to tell you, okay, you're ready now. I said, oh. I thought, I thought about that a while and i realized that the spring equinox of 2021 made to me a logical starting point because it is the start of the astrological year aries is a sign of i am it's the initiating action sign that well, I gotta catch that energy and that was point was like at least four months away but six months away whatever it was and i thought i can do that and lo and behold the fall and the winter crept 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 and i found myself Oh, just a few short weeks away from that date, saying, "Shit, <laughs> I haven't done anything. I don't know where to start. I'm not ready. This date is going to blow by me. I'm going to feel crappy about myself." And, and I realized I couldn't let that happen. Um, and so I I started reaching out to some Barbershire certified life coaches to see if anyone was available. Um, and one replied, but wasn't quite available. And another replied on a different day and said, do you want to do a discovery call right now? I said, yes, and we jumped on it. And she said, well, what do you mean by launch? I said, at this point, I'm nowhere near having a website. I just want to be able to announce publicly on, on Facebook to my friends and acquaintances, here's something new that I'm offering. Spread the word, try it out. This is what I'm heading toward, I'm really excited. Um, she said, we can, we can do that. We can make that happen. Um, and the tools she offered me got me on track and I was able to make the launch, make the announcement. Um, and of course, it's, there's more to starting a business than that. and it's, it's definitely up and down. And but, but that was so key to me to know that I needed help and to reach out and not just shrivel and say, oh my God, I can't do it. I'm stuck.
1: So many important points you're making. I mean, it's okay to ask for help. We need to ask for help. And also I think women think some not, I mean, women and men, but often women think I'm not ready. I don't have all the things in place. It has to be my coach. He made a vast generalization and said, it tends to be people your age, Susanna. So that would be baby boomers think everything has to be lined up and perfect before you launch or whatever. And he's saying, no, just do it. And he was one of the ones similar to your coach that just helped me get going and and it doesn't have to be perfect but you just have to start yeah
2: yeah yeah. I mean like as far as the website goes for me um I've been doing uh these online work huddles with another barbershare certified coach just to have some some accountability and I use those times specifically to work on this business the business side of it usually like getting website content going or this or that and i remember saying to this woman oh my gosh i have to have a website and some months ago i don't know where to start this or that and she was like get a domain make it your name just buy the domain get started and i said okay mm-hmm. um and as she or, or someone else reminded me also sometimes half ass is better than no
1: assed yes right get your
2: website up it'll be your baby website it'll have training wheels there are things you want to fix as soon as it comes up it, you know you might not have this or that in place but just get it up and then people can find you and the more you get going the more you can tune um yeah. and so that was really helpful to me to just have that idea of it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be the flashiest website ever it's gonna it's gonna be a little gimpy because it's my first one even though i'm getting help with it just get it up and that that alone has been a long process as well it's still in the works but we're closing in on getting it up and running uh, you know so.
1: and we'll talk about how to get a hold of you and you're using your facebook page as a way to share about what you do and we'll have that in the show notes and we'll also talk about it at the end i want to make sure that i've made all the um points about yeah i mean one thing it's clear in your story and in other stories of heroine's journeys that all that goes on prior to where you have the point of clarity and you start doing what you really want to be doing, all of that that came before prepared you for this, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Even though there were points that were really hard, you can never wish away because all that kind of added up to what you're able to do with what you have now, right? Absolutely. no doubt, no doubt as hard as it might have been. And so, and as you said to me before, that was your foundation. and we all have that. and some of it we had a hard time going through. but again, it it in the long run, it helps us be the amazing people we are today.
2: Absolutely, I mean, if if I hadn't been struggling so hard in 2006 after my first really big significant live-in relationship had broken up and a couple months later still struggling and my ex-boyfriend at the time had said, you know, I checked some horoscopes and astrology to try and figure out how and if and when to break up and you know, hear a couple of the, the horoscope writers I really appreciated, maybe they'll help you sounds like an odd beginning but that's how I found the horoscopes the person I ended up working for for 10 years oh, because they right. they just so offered uh, shifts in perspective new ways of framing things uh ways of thinking about healing and self-worth and creativity and all these things I hadn't really encountered in that form before um right. so you know it grew out of this this place of pain and being completely lost and depressed and you know stuck Um, and we just don't know like how the journey is going to go but all these different tools come together Um, and I've noticed over my life there are different modalities I've tried that were good for that phase and then eventually it's like oh that's it's time to kind of move on for that or it just falls away. Um,
1: So uh, an attitude of exploring dipping your toe into something that's how you find out what resonates and what doesn't resonate with you i'm wondering before i ask you to just talk about 2023 a bit um for you to do you were talking um and it really moved me how you were talking about doing the personal one-on-one one astrological work but then also the spiritual counseling and and how would you explain what you tap into in order to do that? Is that a hard question?
2: Um, yeah, it's like simple and hard at the same time. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I always offer with my clients, um, to say out loud, or I can say it silently if, if they don't want to hear it, uh, a kind of a, a calling in of the light to really set the stage and kind of try and start with the clear space um, and to really offer that the spirit does the work i i hold the space i am the one talking i have this tools and experience but if energy moves or healing happens it's partly the relationship between practitioner and client and that it's partly for me in my experience something larger, allowed to sort of move move through the space. Um, So, you know, part of what I do is try to keep up my own spiritual health, which has been challenging this year. And I've talked to a number of other people who, for whatever reason, have really struggled with staying in the habit of doing that or in feeling like they're clearing things the way they usually clear things. Um, I'm really curious about that with people about why this year has been challenging Mm. one I have some thoughts that are kind of pertain to my personal astrological chart but that's not going to apply to everybody so I'm not really sure
1: right Um, right that's interesting um,
2: Mm. I I kind of offer that as if anyone else has felt like oh I just haven't been able to get to the yoga mat this year or try to meditate but I just never feel mm," or I just have gone months without doing anything because life that I feel like a lot of us have been that in that position but that it does keep doing a little bit of it that Diligence, I think, serves us well. There's a certain amount of like allowing ourselves the self care of not at times, but then right allowing yeah. the imperfection to be there when we
1: keep to our practices. Um, also and not is- beating ourselves up when for whatever reason we don't do it, you know. Um, and then you think about it, I mean, the world, holy smokes, the world, the whole world, <laughs> um, has been under such a cloud. So I'm sure there's a lot of stuff going on. So let me then ask you, what could you say for us about putting your astrological hat on? What would you want to say to us? Sure. So um, yeah,
2: this year, I think the the thing that's at the top of my mind, especially because we're at the beginning of the year and a lot of people set intentions, if not outright resolutions and goals this time of year, um, is that we have two important uh, personal planets are called retrograde right now. Uh, Mercury <laughs> is retrograde in Capricorn. Mars is retrograde in Gemini and has been for, I think, since October or something. Um, and Mars is the planet of drive, action, motivation, ambition, as well as things like libido and lust and violence and anger and whatnot. Um, but it's that's our action planet, and it's retrograde in the sign Gemini, which is sign ruled by Mercury, the very, a very mental uh, sign, very, you know, it's airy, it's very fast. Um, and Mercury is a planet of the mind and communication and short-term travel and communication uh, thought processes. And it's retrograde in Capricorn, which is a sign of like foundations and building things and leadership and structure. And um, to have both of those planets seeming to move backward in the sky um, symbolizes to me that definitely you take steps forward that you need and want to take but expect that these first few weeks of the year until about you know january 20th or so at least might be more about cleaning up old business from this last year tying up loose ends reviewing and restructuring and redoing things um you know there might be a sense of two steps forward one step back that kind of thing um that we're still very much in kind of a a review phase and repair and you know reclaim and that hopefully by the time we get to late January, early February, we'll be more in a phase of really moving to forward in a way that feels like maybe a little less encumbered or a little less scattered or a little less um just sort of flighty or or less about undoing. Things.
1: But will those planets be going in the right direction? They'll, they'll be going forward. Is that what by the end of January?
2: Yes, I think I think Mars stations direct on January 12th and Mercury on January 18th. Um, oh but you kind of have to give a, you know, a few days or weeks for things to kind of shake out. Um, and like I said, it doesn't mean don't do anything yet. It just have the awareness that it might not feel quite as clear, or quite as um, smooth, oh. uh, quite as direct as you'd like. There might be things to kind of, like I said, review and, and take care of and tie up.
1: Um, rather than and people might be thinking, Oh, perfect time to go on a vac- vacation, <laughs> Just- <laughs> right? Okay, all um, right,
2: that's one thing I'm looking forward as well. We have um, some important slower moving planets making sign changes, um, and Pluto is going to start entering Aquarius, which I'm not ready to say much about, other than that's a big kind of cultural, global background shift that's happening. Um, Pluto's been in Capricorn since 2008 and we've seen all kinds of unstructuring of institutions and governments and systems in that time. Um, Saturn is the one that might feel a little bit more, a little more tangible. Saturn is kind of our, our work planet (laughs) authority and responsibility and, and boundaries and structure and it can feel a little bit like a wet blanket at times but that is also changing sign coming up this year so if you think back to um so the last time it was in pisces which is a science moving into was i think in the mid 90s like around 1994 to 1996. so you might consider thinking back to that time and, and noticing what you had to work harder at where your challenges were where the where the obstacles were what part of your life um that might be a part of your life where you're seeing similar obstacles and challenges and having to work harder again, it is going to look different because that was, what, 20, 25 years ago. You're not the same person now. Your challenges and obstacles and areas of work are going to look a little different, but they might happen in the same, a similar phase of life. They might have a similar flavor. Um, Mm -hmm. But on the bright side, we have Jupiter, newly in Aries. So Jupiter is the planet of expansion and luck and benefits and buoyancy, um, sometimes excess and Aries being the sign of I am, of self, of action, of initiation. Um, so I think there's some real, um, I think through through May, change of sign in May, Jupiter's making a very quick trip through Aries this year. Um, but once we get these Mercury and Mars shaking out and getting getting back on their track, it looks like we have a good few months this spring, uh, late fall or early spring to to okay. really take some steps forward and hopefully meet some some support.
1: Okay. So, that's well, that sounds good to me. Fabulous. Did I, I'm sorry. Did I cut you short? Were you going to say anything more? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, okay. So here's the time I want to say to the people who want to contact you for their own reading. Um, so here's how you reach Amanda. Best way is her email, amanda.painter. 46 at gmail.com. And she's on Facebook. Um Amanda.painter.35 would be her Facebook.com page. So um yeah, I'm I'm I've made an appointment to do the spiritual work with you, but um I think I have to do it horoscope or astrology one with you. <laughs> but Amanda thinking about your heroine's journey and what you shared with us which it's again such a great story and I I just wanted to sort of highlight when you talked to us about keep when you were incubating keeping it close and it's when we were talking about the threshold guardians and that's such a good idea I mean there are some spiritual teachers who say Don't tell anybody when you have sort of hit on something just because you invite in all well meaning um, people want to help you and caution you, but it can throw you off. So but all that said, what do you want to tell people listening? Um, What would be your if they don't listen or remember anything of what they've heard? please remember this thing that I've shared with you, what would it be?
2: Yeah, um, I think that it that it can take time to understand that we're ready for the next step. And that sometimes we have to take a next step before we think we're ready.
1: (laughs) Right, right. And it might be that step, like kind of off the cliff, that clarifies enough for you to take the next step. And until you take the step, you can't see your way. Um, I think also
2: one thing that occurs to me that I might've mentioned in our earlier conversation was that I also went through a phase of kind of having exciting new opportunities and taking them in realms of my life that on the surface don't directly pertain to what I'm doing right now professionally. But that, that, that phase of taking those opportunities of setting goals and meeting them and discovering new capacities within myself to do that really set a foundation for taking these steps. Um, even though they're in different realms of my life, the lessons were the same and fed each other and, and absolutely provided the support and the ability to say, oh, right. you know, I never thought of myself as ambitious, but when I'm excited enough about Doing X, if it if it's a goal worthy of my energy and time, I will do the work. Mm-hmm. You know, all those times I didn't come up with new audition monologues, it wasn't simply that oh, I'm a lazy actor. Um, it was partly that I didn't see opportunities that were high enough stakes for me to want to really marshal my forces and go for it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I love I, I'm someone who tends to take a pretty low-key approach to life in a lot of ways, but I think when it comes especially to artistic creation, um, theater or photography, I do tend to set high standards for myself and I don't always meet them, but I, I like doing good work and understanding that it's not always gonna be perfect. Live theater is never perfect. There's always something that goes wrong because you're, you're doing it live, but to dive into to work or a goal that really is worth working for is the thing that made me want to put in the work. Um, Mm -hmm. It wasn't just because I was supposed to, or I have to. Um, And like I said, allowing, allowing that sense of accomplishment to inform me in ways that weren't, oh, now I have to be a professional actor. I have to, you know, get into regional theater. I have to go to New York. It was about taking the lessons and allowing them to feed the rest of my life in in the ways
1: that they could and needed to. That is so interesting because it's encouraging then to explore and to go and try it. And you might not even end up there, but, it will help what it will help you become a fuller human being and discover things about yourself that you wouldn't without trying this so yeah and and also what goes in there is there's so many people that have a hard time trying something new and knowing that they're gonna not look as good as the people who've been doing it forever so they don't keep going or try it and yeah there's it's, you know, leaving your comfort zone is not easy. That's
2: tricky. I mean, certainly with starting doing astrology, I had to come to grips with the fact that, you know, I'm not initially going to be able to like set a rate that, that maybe reflects all the time and effort I'm putting in because I don't have the systems in place yet to be efficient with my prep. And that that takes, it takes time to get efficient enough to, to have that even out with the, the rate that I'm setting. Hmm. Um, that was a good reminder to the, to keep to keep putting in the work and not to get frustrated with, oh, this person doesn't know that I just did three or four hours of prep on their chart because they wanted to know this and that and I need to do this and this. And and then they paid me the bottom of my sliding scale. You know what? I have to set my sliding scale where I'm comfortable. I have to be honest about that. And then I have to remind myself that I'm still learning how to be efficient with astrology in this way. Um, wow especially someone who's come to it very organically and who was used to writing about it. um, Learning how to to just pick out the most salient points for a a consultation with a person is also similar to doing it for writing, but it happens in a different way. And it's easier, I think, in consultation situation to get caught up in. I have to prepare to know everything about their chart because they're gonna ask me and then realize that the conversation is gonna dictate where the focus is and that all these other things I see might be interesting, but they might not be helpful to the person what they actually want out of the session.
1: So
2: um, wow. to keep a sense of play, as you mentioned, you know, exploring, trying different things. I think one of the things along my journey that was really, really helpful um, was an intensive two or three day workshop. It um, was theater focused, but it was about creative ownership in your theater making and about high stakes play. Um, and there's a lot about that workshop that really helped reinforce the idea that that play can be serious in the sense that, you know the more you put in, the more you get out. Mm-hmm. Um, the sense of, I think that was the first time someone recognized me as a leader and named it because I never really thought of myself as a leader. I was always someone kind of filled in the background and did what needed to be do be done. Um, so So things like that, I think can play enormous roles in our development in ways that we don't even realize are gonna impact, you know, years down the the line, Um, to have those experiences that allow us to really kind of like, let go of like the adult, I have to work and really explore fun that isn't just mindless entertainment, that is really about engaging ourselves to be very deeply in tune with what we're doing, to connect deeply with others, to, Um, work in a way that is joyful and exhausting and exciting and maybe has no tangible end product, but which allows us to see ourselves in in new ways and and flex in internal muscles that we don't always flex in our day-to-day.
1: And to be, we're very much making ourselves vulnerable in doing that. and, And you know all that's been written about the benefits of vulnerability. So yeah, so I do have one more question that okay. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's thinking. So, what the heck sign is Amanda? Oh. <laughs>
2: uh, so I'm a Taurus with my rising sign Cancer, and my son, uh, sorry, my Moon is in Sagittarius.
1: And so immediately, some people with rudimentary understanding would say, oh, because my daughter's a Taurus, my mother was a Taurus, and (laughs) I would immediately say, okay, stubborn, have a hard time um, leaving a situation, want to hold on to things. But then I know Sagittarius plays, and so I shouldn't even try to say anything about you.
2: it's you know it's tricky i learned early on in my my work for the website um, and having conversations with with customers and whatnot that that it can be wise to be careful about what you offer about your astrology to people you don't know because everybody wants to come in with their interpretations and their judgments right. and you know if you if you're in a really vulnerable place that can really kind of throw you back a little bit um if you're in a strong place of knowing yourself because I, yeah, but that's not the whole story. And I know this and this and this about myself. Um, right. Like I remember someone saying about the choice, "Oh, you're never going anywhere." And I thought, tell she had told me that?" Um, now I did just stay in an apartment for 16 years, but I also uh, recently left that apartment. Um, you know, we right. we are capable of change, but we do it better when it is or when it feels like it's our choice and i our idea, and when we're changing as a result of. I think. Um, our creative needs needing different support or different environment or different outlet. Um, but yeah, the, the Tennessee to, to stay put is a real one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Amanda, thank you so very much for doing this with me and talking with us and sharing your wisdom and, and your journey. It's been, I just have really enjoyed it
2: absolutely. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate having the opportunity to talk about this and to talk with you finally in person a couple of times. It's been a delight. So
1: thank right, you. Right. We have known each other online, but this is well, <laughs> online, but this is even deeper than we've gone before. And so again, everybody, um please get a hold of Amanda. I'll put this in the show notes so that you can see it. Her website, we know is in the works and and yeah. I'll just
2: mention that I I do try to write semi-regular um, astrology weather reports and posts on my Facebook page, and those are public. So if people want to check that out, you're welcome to follow me. If you'd rather not do a, a friend request, I tend to try to friend people that I'm actually friends with um, because I don't get overwhelmed with having 1,200 Facebook friends. That's um, just not my style. But I'm more than happy to have people follow my post if they'd like to check out my public Facebook posts
1: yes and to remind people that that's how i found you i think because i just loved the writing um it was just it's she amanda's a good writer she writes so well about what's happening so um i encourage you to do that and follow her and i'm thanking you for being here and listening hopefully you'll keep doing it there are more heroines coming up that And actually, a hero is coming up in the next couple sessions. So thank you for joining the both of us today and have a wonderful, star-filled, happy day. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to the podcast for Real Life Heroines with Susanna Liller. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to connect with Susanna outside of the show, please do. You can email Susanna at Susanna and visit the website at susannalillard.com. Let's get social. Instagram at Susanna Liller. Facebook Susanna Liller, author, speaker, and coach. Don't forget to subscribe to the show for easy access to our next episode. And a like and review would be very helpful. Until next time, remember to follow your inner guidance to grow and evolve.